1: And welcome back to the South End Zone. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. I am with college football writer for Billy of Sports, Eric Mulhair, as always. What's going on, Eric? Uh, I'm kind of uh, sad over here. We've got the Braves on on the side, and they're getting their ass kicked. What's yeah, going on with
0: you? They're getting worked. It happens. Um does happen. Yeah, not much. Just I, I always want to like drum along, like air drum to the, our intro music, but then I shake the <laughs> desk, and it, it looks like... yeah.
1: Well, dear old. Tough to resist.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of uh tough to resist, it's tough to resist, you know, and if you have a gambling problem, call one-eight hundred gambler. Do yourself a favor. But it is tough to resist to double down after going one and nine the week before. Double down yeah. and make it all back.
0: The temptation to like overreact to a terrible week uh betting yes. is it generally it gets you in more trouble, but boy, it is tough to resist, man.
1: <laughs> it is. It's very tough. It's tough to resist, man. So between uh, you know, the last couple of years I've sort of broke even on one, lost money on the other. Two years ago, I won money, you know, that kind of thing. So it's it's been a back and forth, up and down roller coaster for me. But thus far this year, I'm a little bit I'm I'm on pace to lose money this year, but we're going to turn it around this week. Things are going to get better. And for the first time this season, I'm on the T box. Mm-hmm. Finally got off the snide, man. You finally get to take a love break. to see it. <laughs> you finally get to take a break and don't have to throw out the first bet of the week. So, man, what a slate. It's a great slate. And I did mm-hmm. want to ask before I got into my picks, Are any of your picks involving the games tonight? No. Okay. All right. Because I don't have any. My
0: first game, I believe, is Friday.
1: Okay. All right. Because I don't have any of those either. And uh, at least I don't think so. Uh, Fresno State and Utah State, is that tonight? I don't think it is. It's not. Okay. It is.
0: uh, It's Saturday, I believe. So. I know
1: the rest. Oh, okay. Friday. Yeah. Uh, I knew
0: I'm on one and probably another game on Friday night. Okay.
1: All right. Well, uh, yeah, so we can dive into it. All right. The first place I'm going to go is in similar vein to what I did a week ago, but I have more faith in, in this pick than I did that one, and mainly because of the head coach. So, you know, I took Mississippi State coming off a beat down to Bama and expected them to handle Western Michigan, which they should have and did not. But that was a big spread. That was like 20 and a half. Mm-hmm. So when I look at Kentucky at home against the likes of Mizzou, who just lost a heartbreaker bat, you know game to uh, LSU with basically with a pick six that put them away, you know, when they were trying to go down either tie or get the lead. And I look at Kentucky as only a two and a half point favorite at home, coming off of just shellacking by Georgia. And I don't know if you heard Mark Stoops' comments about Georgia and yeah, NIL. I saw.
0: <laughs> it's not wrong. If, I mean,
1: it's not. And if you're a listener and you don't know what we're talking about, basically, uh, a listener had called in on his uh, on Coach Stoops' radio show and talked to, and I guess it got under Stoops' skin a little bit. And he kind of basically was like, okay, well, fans have got the right to be upset that we lost 50 to 10. But, you know, I would encourage those fans to pony up because, you know, Georgia can afford to buy a shit ton of good players. And, you know, that's what they do. And you can do that now. So we need help, you know. So if you want to get mad about the players we have, then pony up some money and help us get better players, you know. (laughs) So a lot of people took offense to it personally don't see an issue with it it's kind of a i think stoops is a no nonsense guy like you guys suck and need to get better type of dude you know he's not going to sugarcoat him and try to yeah i
0: don't remember what the like the 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 question or even the statement from from the fan was but i think it had something to do with the, you know uh basically just you know out talented right it's a talent gap yeah, and that, that's yeah, what's interesting yeah. and, and it's like mm-hmm. well
1: yeah, <laughs> well, Georgia's recruiting budget is four and a half million. Ours is eight hundred thousand. And
0: uh, yeah, and really, I think what he's saying is, you know, with you know, nil being the thing, um, right? Because under the old way, mm-hmm. Kentucky had no chance to recruit no. anywhere near the level of a Georgia. Well, no. and they'll probably get beat now too, right? Because what you just talked about, but they, yeah. They have a chance to, if they choose, to try to level the playing field a little bit uh, where they're not such a disadvantage.
1: Well, it's the same story, though, and I'll get to the bet in a minute. It's the same now that we're on this topic. It's the same story as like you said, like with Oregon. Oregon's a good football team. Georgia beat them 50 to 7. (laughs) It doesn't mean Oregon's a bad team. It just means Georgia's the best fucking team in America, and you don't compare your team to Georgia. The only Teams that get compared to Georgia are Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State on a regular basis, that and Michigan to some degree now, you know, after the last couple of years. That's about the only four teams that get compared to Georgia. Outside of that, Kentucky, stop comparing yourself to Georgia.
0: Well, yeah, I just I don't it. think it's a realistic like barometer to no. measure yourself against. No, like it's ridiculous. Can they go can they go hang with the Florida, South Carolina's, Tennessee's Auburn's of the world? Yeah. Okay, so we'll start there. First yeah. off, they can uh yeah. and then you know do that consistently. Um I think the actual like the genesis of it was something about you know, well we've we've only got two wins against you know in conference games against teams who finished, you know, whatever, 7 and 5 or better or what what Um which really is kind of like a backhanded way of saying like yeah, we're super mediocre. Um, And I think that's what kind of got Stoops wrinkled up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I don't. So you think he'll have him ready?
1: I do. I don't disagree with any of his comments. And I just, I know Mizzou is playing well. And I know their offense has been really, really good. And I also know that Kentucky's offense is not great. But I would have to think that a week after facing Georgia's defense, Blocking Mizzou's guys and running routes against Mizzou's guys is going to be a lot easier and going to feel like, man, this is (laughs) way easier than last week. So I would think, I would expect the offense to get going a little bit. And I think Kentucky's defense is way better than LSU's, even though they just gave up 50. It's to Georgia. It's not to Mizzou. Okay. So I'm going to take Kentucky here at minus two and a half at home. Just if you're going to give me less than a field goal, I'll pick Stoops to get that win. I picked them preseason to beat them. You know, the M- Mizzou has exceeded my expectations by far, but I think this is the second bump and many bumps in the road for them, as it were.
0: Mm. All right. Um, And I apologize
1: for the terrible lighting. Um, I'm in a hotel in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and the lighting is fucking terrible in this hotel room. So I apologize for the shit lighting.
0: Yeah. Get what you get. Um, Yeah. I think for my first one, similar uh, kind of situation, different conference. Um, I'm going to take a team who was beaten thoroughly last week um, mm-hmm. and that's Kansas state. Oh man. They, sh- I don't think they should be the underdog at Texas tech, but they're getting a point and a half. So I will take the point and a half because the money line on that is only like, I think it's like one Oh five or one Oh eight. So I'll just, take yeah. the point. Um,
1: I would tend to agree with that. I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know the the quarterback for them. What's his name? Um, it's oh, Kansas backup. State. Will Howard? No, Texas Tech.
0: Oh, oh well. It's
1: the oh. backup.
0: Um, yeah, I know. He, Shuck got he, hurt. He,
1: yeah, he's the highest rated quarterback they've ever signed out of high school. I cannot mm. remember this fucking name for the life of me right now. But anyway, I know that dude's highly touted, but I haven't really seen anything from him that would make me think that he can beat Kansas state's defense. I don't know, but Texas Tech's a wild card, man. I, I don't hate to pick, but I wouldn't touch that.
0: Yeah. I just, I think last week was a one-off. I, I think once you involve Mike Gundy, weird shit happens. And yeah, that's fair. I, mean, I watched the first half of that game and he, he pulled out all the stops. I mean, they had a, a they reverse, did. they had a double reverse pass. They, I think they faked a punt. Uh,
1: Texas you know, Tech is a funky team, though, man. Because yeah, they
0: could throw up a stinker as well. They can go on and you know, yeah. score sixty, or they could turn the ball over five times. Um, yeah,
1: it's it's a l- very wide margin of possible outcomes when you involve Texas Tech in a football game. You know, you had uh, Oregon who beat them by what seven points on a last yeah, seven second or eight like points, yeah, on a kind of a last minute deal, and. Well, I mean, Oregon had to storm back with like 20 points in the fourth quarter to even win that game, and so you got that on the docket. And then they've got a home. Uh, they <laughs> they went to Wyoming and lost, you know. And then they turn around and just shellack Baylor <laughs> by 30, you know. So yeah. it's like, what am I getting this week? I don't know. So that's I don't hate it, but I wouldn't bet on Texas Tech, especially not at uh, when they're at home. Because uh, isn't it at home
0: this week? Yeah, Is that Texas it's home Tech? for them. Yeah, so
1: not one I would bet, but I don't hate it. I mean, I I agree with you that Kansas State should be favored in that game.
0: Yeah, just the idea that they're getting a point and a half kind of feels like an overreaction to how last week went, and I don't want to base my picks this week on one game versus what I think of that team.
1: Mm, It's fair. It's fair. It's not a bad bet. All right, so for my second pick, I'm going to jump right in here, and I'm going to do what I never do, and I'm going to bet against Chip Kelly. I had had bet on a game last week that involved Chip Kelly, but I did not bet directly for or against him. I still lost it. And that'll probably be what happens here. But you got Oregon State at home in Corvallis. Oregon State's a good fucking football team. UCLA, pretty good. Definitely better than I expected them to be, which is usually the case with Chip Kelly because i continuously fade him but now correct me if i'm wrong did we pick the over or under on ucla i can't remember uh
0: i will look quick while you okay all
1: right yeah so uh the running game i mean that's the key can can ucla stop the running game for them i don't think they can do it not in corvallis for four quarters if you're going to say three and a half I like the Beavers by a touchdown. Give me the Bees minus three and a half at home against the Bruins.
0: Mm, mm, mm. You said
1: three and a half. Uh, yeah. Did it change? Because I just checked it like twenty minutes ago.
0: I, I'm just. I didn't catch it.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, three and a half.
0: C L A. Um. Let's see here pac twelve. Uh, UCLA was getting eight and a half. You took the under, and I took the over.
1: Oh, okay. So I'm on the under for UCLA. Oh, good. Well, this will help me get one step closer to that. Right. After, yeah. After the bees dominate.
0: Go. Yep. Little uh, little Dutch door action. Right? Well, A-A. I mean, this um, is
1: one that this is one Oregon State has to have. You know, they've they've got to have this game. You know, you can't lose to UCLA at home. You just can't. Not if you want to challenge the big dogs in the conference.
0: Yeah. Well, you can't lose a second conference game. No,
1: you can't. So, I mean, other than just wanting to play spoiler, which I think they have higher hopes than that. So,
0: yeah, I don't think their goals are to be like in Arizona. where like, hey, we might be able to ruin it for someone else. Like they're.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I they're think their it, goals are like it. we we want a fucking challenge for the Pac-12 title. I mean, they're still technically in it, so yeah. I mean, they, you know, they thump Utah, so they're one they're one step closer. You know, you get by Washington, Oregon. I don't know who all they play or miss or don't play, but have to look at that. But yeah, uh, well, I know they play I mean, Oregon. I know, yeah they play Oregon, obviously, but I don't know if they play Washington or not. I can't think, but um, I think they mm-hmm. do. I can't remember, but nonetheless, you got to have this one. I'm going to take them at minus three and a half. Uh Well, they. uh... I should know, mainly because I think Utah's defense is a lot better than UCLA's, and they ran all over Utah's defense in the second half and a lot of that was offensive woes for Utah
0: but still so, some of it was oh actually probably a decent portion of it was yeah. so they get UCLA this week they're off next week then they go to Arizona and to Colorado that should be a couple of wins yeah they get Stanford at home which also should be a win and then they close yeah. out at home against Washington and at Oregon so Ooh. um it's if they can if they can get a win this week
1: yeah, it's all in front of them. I mean, if this is one you have to have, because those next few games, they'll be favored in all of those games.
0: Yeah, they'll they'll be favored in their next three.
1: Yeah, so
0: um,
1: you gotta have it, man. I, I feel so like it's can, a mu- it's a must win if you want to challenge for the Pac-12 title. So yeah,
0: it is because that gets you to six and one, most likely nine and one, going. Uh, you know, when Washington comes to town, and right there, you're, you know. You're in the drive, not the driver's seat necessarily, because you still got to win those games. So you control your own destiny, which is what every team wants when you get to this time of the year. So,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So I'm going to stay with that game. Slightly different play. I'm going to take under 53 and a half on UCLA at Oregon State because I, I think both teams are going to try to win this game on the ground. And I like both defenses a lot. Uh, UCLA is. You know, much higher than I realized uh, when I looked in terms of like points per game, yards per play, uh, all of their rate stats. They're pretty underrated defense, and you get a game that's going to be won or lost on the ground, like I think this one will be. Uh, under fifty three is the play that I like.
1: All right, under fifty three. So you're taking my yeah, approach, fifty three and week. a half. Yeah. Okay, fifty three and a half. You're taking my approach last week, but the opposite direction. You're taking the under. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, I mean, it may may prove to be uh, a good pick. I, you know, the like I say, it it ultimately we know Oregon State wants to run the ball, so it's not a bad play because I don't know that UCLA will be able to really just throw it all over the yard against Oregon State. So they may be having to run the ball a lot too. I don't know, but not a bad pick. I don't hate it. Uh, okay. We'll go back to the Pac-12, but I want to shift gears for a minute here. First week of this season, I i don't know if you remember. I bet on a team that burned me in a bad way, and they performed utterly, just abysmally up front. Do you remember who that was?
0: Let's see who performed. I'll abysmally. give you a hint. South Carolina hint. was awful up front in week one. <laughs>
1: Yes, I was going to say, I'll give you a hint. They gave up nine sacks and 16 tackles for a loss.
0: Yeah, they're playing a team, I believe, this week that was also awful up front in week one.
1: Correct. Uh, So I'm going to take Sandstorm at home here, minus two and a half. I think Florida on the road has been the opposite of impressive this year. And. Every time Florida, and I get that Spurrier's gone and all that shit, but every time Florida rolls into South Carolina, that place is fucking going nuts. And so, I maybe I'm crazy, but I think Spencer Rattler can light them up. I mean, I just... I think he can light them up. I think they'll be able to run the ball effectively because pretty much everybody's been able to effectively run the ball against them. I mean, Kentucky's offensive line is not all that great. And they rush for like 300 on them. So, based on Florida's road history this season, uh, Utah, Kentucky, do I need to go on? No, I don't. I don't like them to go into Sandstorm and get a win. So, if it's less than a field goal, I'll take South Carolina minus the two and a half.
0: Hmm.
1: Spencer Rattler, I think he lights him up. Let's go. Sandstorm. Start pumping it.
0: Let's see. I don't know. Uh, South Carolina hasn't run the ball worth of shit all year. It's just, that'll be interesting to see if they can be even just like, they don't have to be good, right? They don't need no. another like Ray Davis repeat performance. They just have to be not off, like adequate.
1: Yeah. If they can, uh, run, if they can run for 85 yards as a team, I feel like they could beat them.
0: I think If they get into triple digits, they probably win because that means they're being effective enough on the ground where, uh, you know, you're not just you don't have these guys just sitting back, you know, with seven in coverage, playing some zone and keeping everything in front of them and really limit what you can do in the passing game.
1: Well, and and that's the other part of it, too. I don't know that Florida really has anybody that can cover these dudes for South Carolina. Like
0: they've got a couple of legit receivers. Yeah. And so, yeah, so 17's a nightmare. I, yes.
1: So I don't know that Florida's really got anybody that can cover that dude uh consistently anyway. I would expect him to get a couple of big plays, you know, rattler to dink and dunk a lot, use some disguise things, screens, those sort of things, get creative and don't forget about Beamer Ball. Florida'll fuck around and get a kick blocked and <laughs> it'll go That'd back right. for it'll go back for six and shit could get ugly in a hurry. So
0: uh um let's see uh we'll stay in the carolinas for my next one i'm going to take miami at unc over Mm -hmm. 57 and a half
1: oh i like that
0: i I think uh i'm not terribly impressed with either defense miami's defense is okay north carolina's i don't i think they're still in just mostly trying to just outscore people mode oh yeah although i do think they are better up front than they have been um, on defense but I think Miami, uh, I think I think they bounce back. Um, they were rough on offense. I know the weather wasn't great, but they were rough on offense last week. And I just, I don't foresee Tyler Van Dyke having two horrid games in a row. So...
1: Well, if you have a horrid game against South Carolina's defense, or North Carolina, ex- excuse me... If you have a bad game against that defense, then something is wrong with your— Right, offense. you have you
0: have bigger issues. So I'm willing yeah. to bet that they don't have those bigger issues because I think Miami is good enough up front they'll be able to— same thing as South Carolina. They'll be able to run the ball well enough to have some shots down the field. And See, what I
1: really wonder—I I don't hate that pick at all. I actually like it. I almost sort of joined that. But um, the thing I wonder is, can Miami stop North Carolina? Hope not. I mean, I I don't know that they can. Like Drake May, I mean, he's the best quarterback they've played by far this year, and it's not close. Yeah, so. I just
0: it's. I look at it. I think it's a game that if Miami is even halfway right against this defense, I think both teams get into the thirties.
1: Yeah, I would tend to agree. I may jump on that with you. I'm not gonna do it this minute. I'll think about it some more. But I I've I've got that one sort of written down at the very, very bottom underneath my bullpen. It's like a I may jump on this depending. I don't know. We'll see how it develops. But yeah, uh, what would you say it was 55? 57 and a half. 57 and a half. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, they're thinking 38, 31, something like that. Yeah, that's that's not bad. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. I'm going to head back to the Pac-12. Um, not one that I would throw a ton of money on here. But I was talking with uh, a guy who I work with today, and uh, John, shout out to you. He listens to the show. And uh, he's, <laughs> he's like, I don't trust Oregon. I don't trust their defense. I think Michael Penix is going to light him up. I'm picking home Michael Penix versus Road Bo Nix, and I simply told him Rome Bo Nix is about to break your heart, buddy. Give me the mm. ducks minus the two and a half. I have more faith in Oregon's lines of scrimmage. You know, especially their offensive line. I think they'll be able to run the ball. I think they'll be able to pretty much do whatever they want. You know, just I think Washington probably will too for a large part of the game, but late in the game when you need to sustain a drive, I could see Oregon being able to run the ball and take the air out of it and sort of put the game on ice. Does that make sense? I mean, do you think that's a bad way to look at it? Because that's sort of how I see the game going the first half. I could see it just being a fucking shootout and I don't know what the total is on the first half, but I'd probably be on the over, but in the second, second half, I think Oregon will probably try to take the air out of it and keep. I their would all
0: imagine they'll on. they'll try to loosen them up through the air initially, and then yeah, go go more towards the ground, vice the other way around, which a lot of teams try to do. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I, I would imagine the first half will be higher scoring than the, than the second half, like you said, and I think Oregon really wants to do kind of. I think they want to, or they view running and playing defense is kind of their ticket to win this game. Yeah. Uh, They're not going to come out and run the ball 45 times, but I think they're going to really try to lean on the run game in this, you know, in the later stages.
1: Oh yeah. Because I mean, let's, let's be honest. Bo Nix is at his best when he has a good running game to supplement him when he doesn't have to do it all and make just insanely stupid plays. And, throw balls into traffic and shit like that. When he's got a competent running game behind him who can get a push up front and create holes and get five, six yards of carry, then he can take some deep shots and do some things like that. So Penix, them guys, it's a laser show. They're going to score points. I mean, they're they're two receivers. (laughs) I don't know that anybody has two DBs that could cover those two guys for a whole game. They're going to get theirs, I feel like. So the main question is, can they run the ball against Oregon's front? I don't know that they can necessarily. Oregon's run defense hadn't been all that great, but they also haven't really played a whole lot of run-heavy teams, so the numbers are kind of skewed. Yeah, And Washington's not a run-heavy team. They're going to throw it 45, 50 times, and so might be more of the same. And if it's more of the same, I like Oregon in this game. Mm. Give me give me the ducks minus two and a half on the road to get a win. Ooh.
0: Um so I didn't uh I didn't end up taking a play on this game because of the road Nix versus Rome Nix. I just I, part of me enough of me feels like Rome Bow Nicks is like enough of a ticking time bomb where I just don't want to trust it. So I think I'm just going to stay away from this game and just watch and enjoy it without anything, uh, you know, on the line. So I don't know. And honestly, I don't know what I would pick, Um, you know, if I was going to make a play other than if I had to do something, I'd probably just take the over. But, you know, as far as who wins, um, I guess I would probably lean taking the points with Oregon just because, I view these teams, you know, as equal enough where if you're just going to give me two and a half points, I'll take them. But yeah, I, I'm, I think I'll stay away from it otherwise.
1: And by the way, did I say minus two and a half or plus two and a half?
0: You said minus, but I wrote down plus because that's yeah. what it is. Yeah,
1: it's a plus. Yeah, they're a, they're an underdog on the road, so yeah, give me the points with Oregon. Um, I'm just going to take them if you're going to give them to me. I think it could come down to a last-second field goal or a you know, two point play wouldn't shock
0: me. So yeah, I do feel like whoever has the ball last, I think it's like one of those type of games. But yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm who can
0: watch it enjoy?
1: And who can create turnovers? Because Oregon has been very opportunistic at doing so this year. You know, they picked off Shuck three times against Texas Tech. You know, that kind of thing. So if they can create some turnovers, ground and pound a little bit in the second half, take the air out of it. Play decent defense enough to slow Washington and hold them under forty points, I think
0: they win. So mm.
1: yeah. Ducks plus two and a half. Do it. Oh, let's see. Um sorry, Michael Penix.
0: Which one do I want to talk about? Um I'm gonna take Fresno State minus four and a half. They're <laughs> they're a road favorite at Utah State.
1: Is it um, down to four and a half now?
0: Yeah. It was at five and a half. I was kind of on the fence. It it dropped to four and a half right before we came on. So I'm going to jump on it.
1: Son of a bitch. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll actually join you on that. As a matter of fact, I had it in the bullpen at five and a half. And if it keeps dropping, I will certainly take more shares of it. Um, I've said it before on this show. Since 2016, there ain't a whole lot of teams that are better than Fresno State covering spreads.
0: They're not. They're three and three against spread this year, but there was you know one of those. I think they were laying laying five and a half and one by five. Um,
1: Yeah. Now the now the good play also would be to take Utah Utah State second half. They've been absolutely killing second half spreads mm -hmm. this year. So they're they're a really good second half team. So I wouldn't hate somebody if they took Utah State second half spread, whatever it is. I don't know when it comes out. If you want to bet it they've been crushing it this year. It's been a good play. So, but yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll jump on it with you. Give me Fresno. I think that's uh, I think it's a winnable game on the road.
0: That is the Friday night. One of my Friday night games. Yeah. Um, if anyone's interested in watching me win money,
1: <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. All right. Well, since I'm jumping on that one with you, what else do you have?
0: Um, I don't know if anyone heard, but USC is traveling to South Bend, Indiana this weekend to play Notre Dame on Saturday night.
1: Let's go. You're about to fade the shit out of some USC. Do it.
0: I'm about to fade two defenses. Um, (laughs) I don't think 60 and a half is enough. (laughs) Nope. No. So I I think this is kind of a, you know, Notre Dame's had a, a rough couple. I mean, they've had a pretty... Tough three game stretch here lately,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they have not looked great offensively uh, at either Duke or Louisville. And I, you know, USC's defense I think can be a you know a get right opportunity. Um, they're bottom five in the country in explosive plays allowed, whether it be run or pass. Mm. So I think you'll I think you'll see Audrick Estime break off some some big chunk runs. And I think you'll see Sam Hartman have a little more success down the field than he has the last few weeks. And USC is going to score points. Um, They're going to score points, and they're going to allow a bunch of points. The over, in the 20 games that Lincoln Riley has coached them, the over has hit 16 times. Hmm. So you're giving me an 80% rate. That's basically like betting a service academy under. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So. USC at Notre Dame over
1: 60 and a half. 68, 60 and a half. Yep. Yeah. I'm on it. Put me down as well. <laughs> That's a no way USC can stop them. There's no way. And I don't know that Notre Dame's defense is going to be good enough to hold USC under 30 points. So I just. I think USC is going to score thirty on just about everyone they play, minus somebody like Georgia or Alabama
0: or yeah. whatever. Yeah, US, USC overs are five and one this year. Yeah, so uh, keep the train rolling.
1: Yeah, I would agree, and it is in Notre Dame, but again, USC. Kayla Williams can't you can't hold that guy down for four quarters and keep him under thirty points, just about. So I don't hate that at all. All right. Are you out uh, before you're at the bullpen?
0: Well, kind of. Um, I have my one bullpen pick left, but I'm I'm moving that one to the active roster because it moved Ooh. from when I decided oh. it was going to be in the bullpen.
1: Okay. All right. Well, yeah, it does. Uh, let me. All right. Well, you go ahead with that one because I got one more that is on the active roster and I need to double check the line and make sure it has not moved because I forgot to do that before the show. <laughs>
0: Okay, I had Tulane at Memphis in the bullpen, and I was going to take over 56 and a half. And maybe something, some new information came out that I missed, and I'll regret this, but the line dropped to 54 and a half. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it out of the old back pocket and play it. So give me the over on Tulane at Memphis. I think Memphis is a good team. Tulane, we know about. They... They can score points, uh, 54 and a half, man. You're talking, you know, uh, 30 to 24, 30, 27 type game gets it done. I think, I think these teams put up those kind of points. So, and that is my other Friday night game. So Tulane at Memphis over 54 and one half point.
1: Hmm. All right. Okay. So. My last one that's on the active roster, I believe. Let me double check that. Oregon, Washington, UK, Mizzou, Oregon State, South Carolina, over on USC, Fresno State. Okay. Yeah. Last one that I put on the active roster here. Nothing that Illinois has showed me indicates that they can score points. No. Their their quarterback plays absolutely fucking abysmal. The team they're playing against quarterback play is not abysmal. Maryland, their quarterback play is not abysmal. As a matter of fact, it's pretty good. Yeah. So, I'm going to take Maryland minus the points here. It's 13 and a half. I just, I, it's not a bet that I would throw a ton of money on. I don't have a ton of conviction with it, okay? But I, I think 50 and a half Maybe a tad high, because I think Illinois will have enough defense to slow them down enough. But I just see like a I don't know, man, like a thirty-one to fourteen kind of game, thirty-five to fourteen. Something along those Yeah, something along those lines because I just don't I don't have any faith in Illinois to score points against anybody for that matter. So give me Maryland. I'll take them at two touchdowns. That's fine. Don't hate it. I hate to fade, you know, Beelma because he's never been full. But
0: no, what
1: are you, what are you gonna do, man? It is what no, it is. but that
0: offense is starving, boy.
1: <laughs> it's bad. It's really fucking bad. All right. So now you have no bullpen picks left, correct?
0: Not yet. You might talk me into something here, though. Let's see what oh, you got. Okay.
1: All right. Well. Uh, a game that I wanted to mention here, there's a couple of them. The first one that I've got in the bullpen is Tennessee minus three. Now, if this drops down to two and a half, I might actually take it uh, and move it up to the active roster. It, it opened at three and a half. It's down to three. Actually, let me pull up these details and see if I can get it at two and a half anywhere. Uh, No, not yet. So it's still at three, <clears throat> excuse me, everywhere. So, I'm going to put that in the bullpen for now. Tennessee minus three. I just don't have any faith in Max Johnson to go into Neyland stadium and get a win. Not going to happen. I just, I don't see it. I know Joe average. Joe Milton is <laughs> average compared to what Hendon hooker was last year. Yeah. But Tennessee gets Tennessee can still score some fucking points. And I don't know that Max Johnson can score lots of points. He hasn't shown me to this point that he can do so. And I'm not going to pick him to do that in Neyland stadium. So uh, this is one I will watch, put it in the bullpen at three. If it gets to two and a half, I will jump on it and take it.
0: Mm. What do you think about that total? Because I think if I was going to play this game, I think my play would be under 55 and a half.
1: I would agree. Yeah. I was going to say under, because again, I don't, I don't have a ton of faith in Max Johnson to put up a ton of points. And, I also don't have a ton of faith in Joe Milton. I just. Right. Not against that de-
0: defense. I mean, they're, no, I know they lost last week, but man, I, A&M's front seven is just ferocious.
1: Yeah, it's nasty. But I mean, I, mean I, I think this is a pretty close game regardless. Like, I don't think this is some kind of blowout or whatever. I think it's just going to come down to. You know who can create a turnover? Who makes the least mistakes? Those kinds of things. And playing in Neyland, man, it's just it's tough, dude. That place is going to be, you know, it's going to be pretty rocking. It's SEC on CBS at two thirty. All them big, you know, redneck Vol fans will be just pissed drunk. Could by-
0: be plenty lubed up, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. They'll be pissed drunk by three thirty Eastern. So it's uh it's going to be rabid in there, so and Texas a and knows about playing in a rabid environment. So it's not like I'm sitting here saying their players are going to be scared. It just look at Bama right. last it week. It just it, it makes seven. Sense. They had seven fucking false starts.
0: You yeah, know? It, you and talk that, about you know procedural penalties or issues communicating right, like mm-hmm. coverage assignments when there's motion or pass yeah. protection. I mean it. It's it's hard.
1: Yeah, hard. No to play. So it, it's one I'm putting in the bullpen uh, pending further inquiry. And if it drops down below three points, I will probably ride the balls. Okay. All right. Now, next one. Let me find it. Oh, well, I went past it and then I came right back to it. <laughs> Where'd it go? Okay. There it is. What do you think about Houston at two and three getting two and a half points at home against West Virginia coming on the road?
0: I still don't know what to make of West Virginia. Um, I mean, I was I was out on them at the beginning of the year, and I keep waiting mm-hmm. for them to play like I expected them to play, and they just sort of keep hanging around, treading water. They're four and one. I don't know how. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, yeah. Because I mean, who have they beat? They beat uh, Jesus.
0: Let me see here. Well, okay, they beat there. Pitt. Who has, I don't think is any good. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, so they got smoked by Penn State. They beat Duquesne. It's an FCS team. They beat Pittsburgh they seventeen. Beat Texas Tech.
0: I think they beat, they beat TCU.
1: They beat um, TCU by a field goal on the road. Yeah,
0: yeah. So they're winning. I mean, they're winning close games. So like they haven't, you know. Okay, I'll fine. Put it you, I'll
1: put it. I'll put it to you this way: This is the first Power Five game of the year in which they have been a favorite. They've been a uh, they were a they were a 13 and a half point dog last week to TCU
0: and won. They weren't favored against Pitt. No. Huh.
1: Uh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh it bounced back and forth, but they it closed at they were minus two and a half. So yeah. It
0: uh so it bounced pretty it. Pretty prohibitive around. favorite.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they were a very short favorite against Pitt at home. So yeah. I mean it's a backyard um, it's a backyard brawl, so it's gonna be right. a close spread regardless. So
0: I don't know, man. Houston was so disappointing last year. and <laughs> They're really me. not doing a ton to redeem themselves this year. Yeah. I know they beat Sam Houston State fine. Um uh, yeah, they, I mean, they, they beat they got- UTSA who's been Equally disappointing. Uh UTSA has been every bit as disappointing this year as Houston was last year. Yeah. So
1: I would kind of lean towards taking West Virginia here.
0: I, I think L- I might too. I think Houston at, is just that bad. Like yeah, I think at, that low of them.
1: Yeah. At less than a field goal. It's like the battle of coaches we thought were going to be in hot water. Yeah. And I just, I mean, they they did I mean Houston, my God, they've they got thumped by TCU and that was at home like TCU was on the road at Houston and destroyed them and then West Virginia just went on the road to TCU as a two touchdown dog and won. Uh, common opponents I mean Texas Tech again destroyed Houston just drubbed them 49 28 they haven't beat anybody that's any good Rice beat them <laughs> They oh. barely they barely squeaked by UTSA, who lost to, I believe it was
0: almost was everyone it? they played. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. They lost to somebody fucking terrible a week ago or two weeks ago. I can't remember. But yeah, I would kind of lean on taking West Virginia on the road here. Houston, not a real hostile environment. I mean, can you imagine Houston or West Virginia getting to five and one? No. Can it happen?
0: No, because <laughs> no, they're. I,
1: I mean, we've already... Did we already lose on this under that we took on them? Was it under
0: 5.5? It was either 5.5 or 6.5. Um,
1: yeah, somewhere I around think, in there. If yeah, they win me, this game... look we're gonna, quick.
0: It wasn't very okay. high, and I, whatever it was, I was on <clears> the under because yeah, Neil Brown like, was... Neil Brown like, was definitely on my hot seat list. Um, oh, yeah.
1: 100%. Uh, and that... Yeah, I mean, what it, it it makes no sense to take Houston here based on just common opponents. I mean, yeah. if you're getting less than a field goal, I know it's on the road, but shit, man, West Virginia—they just they keep doing it, and I don't think Vegas has caught up to them yet. So
0: no, no we were I, both I, under five and a half, and I think we're in jeopardy this week.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, they may win this week, and if they win this week, they'll definitely go over because they've got some cupcakes left on the schedule, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, pa, 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 pa. well, no, they have they don't have any cupcakes left. I thought they had one. They have Oklahoma State next week at home, on the road at UCF, BYU at home, at Oklahoma, Cincinnati at home, at Baylor. So I would say Baylor, BYU, Cincinnati, all winnable games. Even Oklahoma yeah. State to some degree. So as
0: a say, Oklahoma State could be.
1: Yeah, and UCF it could
0: be an uphill battle. Winnable
1: so they, they've got some games left on their schedule that are winnable for sure. I, I would be shocked based on what I've seen thus far if they just didn't win another game.
0: Yeah, I don't this. see them closing 0-6 on the back half. No. Um, yeah, I don't either. So I think we're going to miss they, that. Yeah, so um,
1: I don't know. I kind of want to put that on the active roster, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to keep it in the bullpen. So I'm going to add that to the bullpen. Uh, okay. Let's see how we're doing on time here. 45 minutes. All right. Uh let's talk about a couple of more here. Uh where did it go? I'm not touching Michigan even though they're like 5 and 0 or 6 and 0 against the spread this year. I'm not touching it. 33 and a half. That's just that's too big. I'm not doing that. Um
0: <clears throat>
1: James Madison.
0: Mm, yeah, Georgia Southern.
1: Mm. I've been riding them like a pony, and I don't know that I feel super comfortable with it this week. I kind of feel like the over might be the play. This this team scored a shit ton of points last year. Both teams did. It was like 45-38 final. Yep. And so I don't really think that either team... I think they've sort of both improved at the same rate. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think either team has a real big edge over the other as far as how they've improved in the offseason. I mean, would you agree there?
0: No. I, I Yeah, it's I guess uh, comparable maybe is the word I would use.
1: Yeah. So Georgia Southern beat them 45-38 last year, I believe. And so uh, right now, James Madison is a Let's see, five and a half point favorite. I don't know that I like them by a touchdown here. They are at home, which is good. But man, they've been flirting with disaster a couple of different times. And I just feel like Georgia Southern is a team that could come in and spoil the party, as it were. So they're on this dream run at five and oh, man. I don't know that it continues. What do you think?
0: I would say they – I mean, I think they'll win mostly just because they are at home, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I was torn enough on this one where it's like, well, you know, Georgia Southern is been pretty good against the spread this year, and they were okay against the spread last year.
1: Yeah. I mean, but the only team that Georgia Southern's lost to is Wisconsin. I mean, they you
0: – know, Right. That was that – was, that was,
1: on the road at Wisconsin you know, at Wisconsin,
0: and that was fairly respectable. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, and they, it was uh, it was a push. They were a 21 point underdog and they lost by 21. So wow. it was, you know, what are you going to do? But I don't know, man. I just, I don't want to fade them. I don't want to fade them. Cause like I said, that, I still don't know that Vegas has caught up to him, man, but Georgia Southern, man, they've ruined so many people's seasons. Yeah. (laughs) Like, think about, was it Nebraska? Scott Frost went up there. Yeah, they ruined
0: more than his season.
1: Oh, yeah. Ruined his tenure. Yeah. Cost him his job. So, I just feel like Georgia Southern is a team that is not scared to play on the road, man. So, I don't know. I want to take Georgia Southern plus the points, but I just can't bring myself to do it. What do you think of that total? You think it's a high scoring affair?
0: Uh, probably uh, Georgia Southern is, they're not fantastic on defense. James Madison, I think, is pretty good. Um, I think if I had to bet this, you know, gun to my head, I'd probably just take those points. Um, if you're giving me almost a touchdown, even though they are on the road, it's... You know, George Southern just finds ways to move the ball and as long they as do. they're not out there you know turning it over four times they're they're gonna be in every game
1: well and both teams are really similar in the amount of points they're putting up per game and the mm-hmm. amount they're giving up it's really close to like a 30 20 kind of deal for both teams so uh, I yeah George Southern
0: has improved on defense and I think mm-hmm. James Madison has improved offensively yeah but from last year. So I think if I had to bet this, I would probably take Georgia Southern plus the five and a half.
1: Yeah, I think I would too. I'm not going to bet it, but I just, I thought it was an interesting matchup because James Madison, you know, like we talked about, we don't know that uh, Vegas is really caught up to him yet. They just continue to keep doing it. Uh, Okay. Next one, Uh, a couple of rapid fires here. What do you think about Ohio state minus 19 and a half on the road at Purdue? It's an 11 o'clock kick you know
0: just
1: um that or uh, it'd be noon kick eastern yeah so yeah
0: and you said what 19 and a half
1: 19 and a half i mean Purdue stinks man
0: i mean yeah was, that was i, I kind of thumped I thought, I thought briefly about that just because I've, I've been fading purdue the last couple of weeks and less than mm-hmm. three touchdowns even on the road i think is doable um well, I
1: think the over looks attractive, too. I mean, the, it opened at 52-and-a-half, and it's down to 49-and-a-half. I mean, if you're going to say Ohio State doesn't put up 42 points on their own, I mean, they're they're predicting like a 42-to-7 type of deal. And, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't think it's crazy that Ohio State can score 49-or-50 here. Purdue's defense is garbage. It's hot
0: trash. That's pretty bad. Um, I mean they put up <laughs> they put up a lot of points on Illinois, and that's really kind of been about it. Um
1: Yeah. And so can they get a back a backdoor over in garbage time? I think they can, you know, if Ohio State takes its foot off the gas, maybe, but I feel more confident in the spread. I think Ohio State just destroys
0: them. Yeah, I think these two teams are so kind of like the total for me would, would rely on the worst team contributing. And I don't know. I think Ohio State's good enough defensively that Purdue's not going to contribute a ton of points. to the Yeah. Total.
1: Could, be, so, could be like a 42 to nothing.
0: Yeah. And under, under three touchdowns, I might be tempted to just lay the 19 and a half. Uh, yeah. I think, think Ohio State's that much better than them. Yeah.
1: I feel similar. Speaking of big spreads, what about Bama laying 20 and a half? At home against Arkansas, man. Arkansas's reeling. They're two and they four. Are. Bama's five and one seems to have found an identity. I, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like this could be a bloodbath.
0: I think everything I just said about Ohio State and Purdue applies to Alabama and Arkansas. Agree.
1: Yeah. That's kind of why I wanted to lump them in together. It's like a couple of big spreads that yeah, kind of look like one's on the road, but this one's at home. So, Total is 46.5 on this one. I feel like that's a pretty good number because I do expect Bama to get into the 40s, but I don't know how many points Arkansas can score against Bama.
0: I don't know. I, I've watched parts of three Arkansas games and I've, I've been underwhelmed. Yeah. So it's, uh, I,
1: I don't like their chances to put up a lot of points. I think Rocket Sanders is excellent. I think KJ Jefferson's good, but I think their receivers are not going to be able to get much separation. And I think they're just going to run into a
0: wall. Yeah, I think they're going to have trouble moving the ball on the ground. And defensively, I think they're just going to have a lot of trouble, period.
1: Yeah, I think it's a long day. All right, let's get in uh, 51 minutes. We're good. Keep it under an hour. We're good here. Uh, Okay. Now, one that something that jumped out at me here and that Cam Rising we still don't know his status. I I, I don't know that he's going to play. Probably not. I, I mean, we, but it, it's one of those you got to continually watch the the situation because the total is 45 and a half against Cal. Right. Cal has some athletes. They can score you know, 45 and a half. I don't think it's crazy to take an over in that game, especially if if Rising were announced that he's going to play. But
0: yeah. Don't want status. I want to see him play. Yeah. Him being back is one thing. Him (laughs) being cam rising is another thing entirely, right? Like just him dressing out and stepping on the field isn't enough. Like I want to see cam rising be cam rising before I touch anything Utah related.
1: Yeah. That's extremely fair. Because Uh,
0: if Nate Johnson is playing quarterback, then no, I don't like the over.
1: Yeah, no, I don't like it at all if he's playing. Uh, I think I would take the under. Now, here's an interesting one that I almost threw in the bullpen this week, but I just don't know. Right now, it's still the same as it was when it opened. Oklahoma State is getting three and a half points at home against Kansas. Jalen Daniels is doubtful to play. If he does not play for Kansas, Gun- Gundy getting more than a field goal at home after that win against K-State last week kind of looks attractive to me.
0: I don't know, man. The,
1: <laughs> I, it's Gundy.
0: The, the I reliability, right, of knowing on a week-in, week-out week basis uh, of having any anything close to being like i can expect a b and c from oklahoma state it's just not an option man it's, <laughs> i mean i could i could see oklahoma state winning this game by three touchdowns i could see them losing it by two and i can see a whole bunch of stuff in between that like i'll probably watch it at least for a while as long as it stays good cuz i think it could be a good game but man i would never I wouldn't even be tempted to to make a play on this game.
1: <laughs> not, not touching it, huh? Well, I can't say I blame you. It's, it, I just thought it was funny to mention that. I was like, "Could Gundy do it again?" I mean, he did it once. Could, could he?
0: Absolutely, it? he could. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, that would be a very Mike Gundy thing. Like, oh, yeah. uh, Kansas, you're having a good year. Yeah, well, not anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, five and one. Mm, it'd be a shame if somebody ruined that. You
1: know. <laughs> well, and he continuously loses games he should not and wins games he should not.
0: Yeah, it all comes out in the wash and he finishes, right, about, you know, what he should finish is just how he yeah. gets there is so ass backwards.
1: It is. So this is like a game that he should not win because Kansas mm-hmm. is better, but their quarterbacks out. It's like eh. Not long ago that this was a game that Oklahoma State absolutely should win. Yeah. Even as close as 2 years ago. And so mm. I don't know. I just I thought that was an interesting line, especially with Daniels being out Kansas. Eh, I don't know. We'll see uh, a couple of more. I, I take it. You're not going to jump on the under 34 and a half in Iowa and
0: Wisconsin. It was just a touch low for me. The
1: battle, yeah. the battle for the big 10 West man, because I mean, whoever wins this game is in the driver's seat for the West.
0: Yeah. This is the de facto big 10 semifinal. Really? <laughs> if we're, yeah. Um, hand. It's I mean now,
1: Wisconsin's laying 10 points. I I don't know what I think about that. Uh, it's just it's
0: <laughs> I thought about Iowa plus the 10. I was like, man, that seems kind of steep even though they you know, they are on the road. I think Iowa can just slow down and ugly up the game enough where you're not going to beat them by 10.
1: I'm the, not sure this game could get any more ugly. I mean, it's it's Yeah,
0: just the you know the potential for defensive and or special team score. Mm -hmm. or at least a game impacting special teams play, right? Like a a punt return inside the 20.
1: Yeah, I would lean more towards special teams score than I would defensively because I think Wisconsin will just run it right at them. And this is like the age old, like, can you stop us? Because you know we're going to run. We have two big bruising backs. You have a good defense. We're going to run into this wall and it's it's going to be a bully ball. Like I'm honestly excited to watch it. But under 34 and a half I think is possible. They really do.
0: It's possible. I mean could you envision this game finishing 23-10? I can.
1: Yeah, I mean I could envision it finishing 17 to 10. You know, right. something yeah, along like those
0: lines. If I you know, if I got sick and slept all day Saturday and I woke up Saturday night and looked at my phone and I saw that, you know, Wisconsin won seventeen to nine. Like I would yeah. be far from shocked.
1: I mean, they put up twenty four points on Rutgers at home, and you are going to tell me they're going to score that many against uh, Iowa's defense? Eh, I am not so sure. You know. So now, something that could throw this whole thing off is if Deacon Hill throws a couple of pick sixes,
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which
1: is which is very possible. You know, but uh, eh.
0: Yeah, so this opened at 40 and a half, and I would have been all over that.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't get a chance to bet it. I wish I would have it screamed down to 34 and a half. I was like, fuck, missed it. So I would have bet it at 40, 100%. Okay, last one that I want to talk about, because we've pretty much highlighted all the other ones. I don't care about NC State, Duke. Uh, I don't care about any of those. Okay, so the last game I want to talk about, Auburn LSU. Now, the guy that I mentioned earlier that listens to the show, Mm co-worker of mine, he asked me my opinion about this. He's like, can Hugh Freeze pull the upset? I was like, you listen to this show, and you're going to ask me, me, about a game involving Auburn and LSU. (laughs) It's like, whatever, I decide, take the opposite. So what do we think about LSU laying eleven and a half at home with a total of 60 and a half against
0: Auburn? I thought I was I don't want to say close, but I seriously considered taking LSU minus the points right at home at mm-hmm. night. I don't I don't think Auburn, even though LSU has some issues in the secondary I think Auburn's
1: on defense as a whole. Their defense sucks.
0: Yeah. Have you watched Auburn play offense this year?
1: I get it, but, man, LSU has not proved that they can stop anyone, even bad offenses. Mm.
0: I don't know. I I'm, just, not,
1: I'm not, I, like, leaning towards taking the over here. I mean, I'm just more saying, like, now LSU, I think, is – 6-0 and o on overs this year. I think every LSU game has gone over, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it has. So, LSU 6-0 and o on the over this year. So, 60-and-a-half would not shock me if it got into the 60s. But I think Auburn's defense is better than Missouri's.
0: Probably, but, you know, that just means they might not give up. What did they get? 49 points. Um yeah. You know, LSU I'd be shocked.
1: T- I'd be shocked if Auburn gave up 49 points to LSU. I'd be shocked.
0: Well, I would
1: too I could see him giving up 30, 35 at the most, but not not 49. No way. <clears throat> It'd have to just be a complete breakdown, like pick six galore, like just complete. N- no way. This game is never like that. I mean, like, it's, it's
0: No, it's, that's true. And between, you know, the Hugh Freeze element and LSU at night element, kind of uh, very similar to Gundy, you know, where it's yeah. like, ah, I'll just, who knows? Um, I mean, in but the
1: I, last, in the last, since 20s, since 2015, there's been a blowout in this game one time. And that was 2020, 2020, Auburn won 48 to 11.
0: Outside right, of that... that was That was when Coach O was on his way out, right? And they Mm -hmm. just drummed him.
1: Yeah. Outside of that, 21-17, 24-19, 23-20, 22-21, 23-27, (laughs) 13-18. You know, it's just it's always a close game, man. And so 11-and-a-half seems kind of steep given LSU's defense is kind of trash. I kind of lean towards taking Auburn and the points here. If you're going to give me almost two touchdowns, fuck, man. Might take it.
0: I don't know. LSU should win this game by at least twelve points, but I agree. Again, the, the the freeze element. Yes,
1: this guy. I mean, what do you got to lose if you're Hugh Freeze? What do you have to lose? Go. You're going into Tiger Stadium, dude. Pull, throw the fucking kitchen sink at him. Like, run some trick plays. Do some crazy shit. The Hugh Freeze element is real. So. If this were at home, there's no chance LSU would be more than a ten point favorite. No way. It'd be like eight and a half or something along those lines. But I would lean towards taking Auburn and the points. I don't but you know, like I say, for all you listeners, do the opposite of what I'm telling you. But then again, it also involves LSU, so it might be a double negative. <laughs> <laughs> right what you and it, well. may, it may it may end up being a push and you lose your money either way
0: I'm writing down i'm adding a pick to the bullpen oh I like it let's go do it i thought about it and I couldn't make up my mind what I thought and I'm just gonna throw it in the bullpen um because we're talking about trash defenses and it kind of you know jarred my memory um hmm so, last week, I took Arizona plus the points because I said USC's defense is so bad that the yep. the backdoor cover potential, mm-hmm. uh, even at home, is just too much to pass up. Uh, speaking of atrocious defenses, Colorado is laying 11 and a half, and I get that Stanford is awful. Mm-hmm. I get that, but but I also think Troy, Troy Taylor is a good coach, and I think he's going to have his guys playing hard even if they fall behind by two touchdowns, three touchdowns. and um, I'll throw it in the bullpen because I think – I mean, Colorado's played some pretty bad teams close.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they, I they, about squeaked they
0: squeaked out against – They squeaked out against
1: – The only uh, team that Colorado's they've beaten – the only, beat, the only team that they've beaten convincingly was Nebraska.
0: Was Nebraska, when Nebraska fumbled two snaps and a handoff.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And not just give, that, giving not, them all that field.
1: <laughs> not not to say that Stanford couldn't do the same thing, but.
0: Sure. But, um, you know, Arizona State, it's not going out against them. Uh, they're just. Their defense is so bad. I don't know how many games they're going to win comfortably. So 11 and a half is, is tempting.
1: Mm, I don't hate that. All right. Last two, because we're at an hour and four minutes. Uh, on, Well, hour and five. All right. Last two. Rapid fire. Gun to your head. Michigan State on the road at Rutgers. Rutgers minus four and a half. The total is 39. What are you taking?
0: I would take Rutgers minus the four and
1: a half. Oh, damn, poor Michigan State. Fucking Rutgers goes over in week four. Then now they're like looking at getting to five. Yeah, now they're and two. a
0: juggernaut and they're just, yeah. <laughs> Can
1: you imagine a, a u- imagine a universe where Rutgers is five and two to start the year? I just, I can't believe it. That's crazy. Yeah, and- go
0: back two years until someone, you know, one Michigan State won 11 games. Be like, hey, Two years from now, you're going to be four and a half point dogs at Rutgers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That that favorite time traveler, man. He's getting laughed at when he comes back and says that. Yikes. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, oh, geez. Michigan State. Poor Spartan fans. Uh, Okay. Last one. Iowa State is on the road at Cincinnati Iowa State beat TCU last week, twenty-seven to fourteen. Okay. Now they're gonna go on the road to Cincinnati. And Cincinnati's the favorite. Two and three Cincinnati's the favorite against Iowa State coming off a win to TCU. I don't know that the right team is favored here. Am I crazy?
0: I don't know. Iowa State's pretty bad. Um
1: I mean, Cincinnati's lost three in a row to Miami, Ohio. They got killed. Well, they didn't get killed, but they got beat convincingly by Oklahoma. And then they lost on the road to BYU. And the only team they've beaten this year that was, they're not even good. They they beat Pittsburgh by six points and they beat Eastern Kentucky FCS team. So I don't know that the right team's favored.
0: Yeah, I guess I, guess I would take Iowa State. I, I just... I wasn't very high on Cincinnati coming into the year. Yeah. I mean, neither was kind of high on Iowa state and I'm regretting that because they look terrible, but I think, yeah, I think they can, I think they can beat Cincinnati,
1: but 164 on the money line, probably not enough value for me. Uh, If you're going to give it to me, I would just take the four and a half, I think, and go with that. So, uh, but that, I think, wraps up all of our picks because uh, we don't need to talk about Georgia beating Vandy because they will thump them like a just, oh, God, it's going to be ugly. And same thing with Michigan and, and Indiana and Penn State and UMass. So a lot of the top teams, you know, playing huge, stinkers. Huge Flo- numbers, yeah. yeah, Florida State's a 17 and a half point favorite at home against Syracuse, not touching it. Dino Babers is just waiting for me to bet that so he can ruin my day. But in the meantime, uh, sorry, we ran a little long today, but a lot of good games, a lot of big matchups to talk about. So, and plus the Braves are getting the shit kicked out of them. So, you know, I'm not all that interested in that game. Uh, So in the meantime, you guys can find us on social media. That's TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, right here on YouTube at South End Zone Pod. You can follow me at Jason Bailey 47 on Twitter. You can follow Eric at Eric Mulhair and make sure you follow Eric and get all his college football articles. He's writing. What's your latest article that you've put up here?
0: I haven't done one since, uh,
1: since the Norvell article.
0: No, the, uh, revisiting those week one, um, uh, overreactions. I did a kind ah. of follow up on some of the, the conclusions that were drawn after one game and how silly some of them were.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'll have to read that. I don't think I've read that yet. What kind of listen what kind of a podcast made am I? Fucking terrible.
0: All right. Well disappointing.
1: Wait. Yeah, that is disappointing. Alright, well we'll be back with you uh Sunday night, hopefully, assuming that I'm not travelling or You know, I might be in Alaska somewhere for all I know. But uh, we'll be back with you then to recap all the action and all like nine of my winning bets. And we will see you then. Thank you very much. Have
0: a great day.